Well, I think it's time for um, us to contribute where to create a, a younger uh, generation of farmer, the next generation of farmer already, right? Because the old one um, is getting older and older. Okay, the younger one will be uh, more modern. Anyway, they study six, seven, eight years of agriculture. You know, so so why don't we give them a chance? You're listening to Foodie Canteen, a food podcast brought to you by Good Foodie Media. This is your host, Castle Lim. My guests on the show today, all the way from Perlis, one of the hottest and smallest states in Malaysia, Robin is the owner of Superfruits Valley, a 50-hectare farmland growing superfruits here in Malaysia. To put it into perspective, that's the size of 50 American football fields. I don't think you want to miss this conversation. Hey Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you, see. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy you are here on the show today. Thank you for taking time out to be here on the podcast. Um, to start this interview, I want to set the stage for those people who's not Malaysian or who are Malaysians but have never visited Perlis before. Tell us what is Perlis like and how's life over there? Uh, uh, it's like what you mentioned just now. Uh, Belize being the smallest state in, uh, in Malaysia. Uh, well, Belize is a, a very different state. Um, mm. Of course, a lot of people, a lot of Malaysians haven't visited Belize. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, the, 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 uh, well, it, the beautiful scenery with uh, uh, mountainous uh, limestone mountains, mm. you know, the landscape, you know, and uh, of course, being the smallest state and the smallest population in, in, in the nation, of course, um, well, you can see less people around, less yeah, car around. Yeah, <laughs> which is nice. You know? uh, which is nice, you know. Very relaxed. Less, uh, less tall building. Uh, so it, it is actually the most place to, to visit uh, for yeah. police. You know? But people know about Padang Besar, but they don't know about police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how's life over there? Like, is it you wake up at eight, you go for your like prawn noodles, and then you go to your farm? Like, tell us a day uh, life in Perlis? Um, it's, it's very relaxing, you know, where, um, well, um, uh, the, 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 the sun bright uh, is much, much more earlier than any other states in Malaysia. That's why um, uh, Perlis used to be uh, one hour earlier than the normal uh, time zone of uh, the rest of the states. So it, it brightens earlier and uh, it's darkened earlier too. So, uh, well, it's relaxing. You go uh, mama stall, you get your food, then you, you have your breakfast, then um, you go up to your farm, going to your farm, you know. So that's, that's the life of a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. So cool. We have a farmer on the pot. And since we are a food podcast, right, what is a must-try food when people visit Pearlis? Like, what do you suggest? Oh, um, well, a must-try is... Um, I can name around um, a few, but um, ikan bakar in Kuala Police is very good, right? Whereas all the seafoods are very fresh. And um, um, laksa police also is very good. They're very famous. And um, a must-try for people who like um, uh, what they call it, pekasam. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a salted fish. But this is pekasam puyu, ikan puyu. Uh, that is a must-try. This three items is a must-try. Well, I can smell it from here. The ikan bakar especially. I love ikan bakar. 
Yeah. And Robin, you are originally from Gouda, which is like next door to Perlis. How was your childhood like? Well, um, being being a Kedahan, I think Kedah and Perlis is somewhat quite similar, you know, growing up as a kampung boy, you know, uh, cycling around, you know, uh, um, flying kites, climbing trees, you know, fruit trees and everything. So, um we, uh, I'm the youngest among three siblings of the family, you know, and um, um, it's, it's, it's like um, a kampung boy by itself lah, on my early years, right, early life, you know, but uh, well, as you, you grow, you, you ventures into uh, city life, you know, then uh, uh, after um, your your olden days, like like me, you know, then you, you come back to your Kampung life again, going back to your hometown, you know. So, so that that is about uh, about me. And fast forward, like way back, to, uh, way back to twenty sixteen, uh, which is when Superfoods Valley was born. Why did you decide to do it in Perlis and not Kuda, which is where you are from? Um, actually, um, I'm a, I'm a Kedahan, of course. I I would like to be in my own states, right? But um, the the whole idea of nutritional security, being growing superfoods, which are highly nutritional. Um, um, it's been it's been born, you know. Then um, we visited a few states in the northern, um, um, especially like uh, those in the northern side. And uh, well, Pili State offers us um, uh, this piece of land in Chuping to develop uh, to invest in. Uh, that's how we ended up in in Police. And how did you first get involved in the farming business? Because previously you were doing something else, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Previously, yeah. Previously, we are. I'm in hospitality, you know. Then uh, construction, and uh, well, at the at the end of at the end of uh, an age where um, you are getting older and older, you know. Uh, well, I see why. Um, um, maybe maybe it's because of my father, you know, uh, my late father. You know, she likes he likes planting. You know, uh, uh, our our house is full with mango trees, all the fruit trees, and so off. You know. So, so from then, um, as um, I noticed that population has um, increasing, okay, um, food is a necessity actually, right? And um, um, what happened is that um, uh, growing growing food for for humans, I think um, uh, it will be not a, it, it it won't be a mistake, you know. As population getting higher, uh, uh, food is demand is higher, you know, and. Uh, that is how I venture into uh, uh, growing foods, uh, food business. And this is a family business, am I right? Yeah, I started it. My my brother is with me now after he retired. You know, my sisters are helping me. Um, my my niece are helping me. My nephew are helping me. So it's much more like um, well, uh, farming is mostly like a, a family business now. So for Superfruits Valley, you guys grow only superfruits. Like, how do you decide what to grow and what not to grow? What's the strategy and the process like? Um, currently, currently in Superfruit, we started off in 2016. Um, we started gag, uh, fig, and lemon. Of course, through the through the years after the research for um, uh, yeah, the demand in the market, you know. And uh, slowly we 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 do um, R and D and development where um, uh, mostly on foods foods which are hundred um, percent import from other countries to Malaysia. So so then uh, from there, um, well we are in the, we are in the uh, a lowland planting. So 
we will choose the uh, fruits which are suitable for lowland uh, hot climate. And um, from there, um, looking at the demand, then uh, we will start to uh, slowly uh, do research, you know, um, acclimatization of the plants, see whether um, they can grow, um, understand the plant, because um, what uh, what we are planting is mostly uh, actually from a uh, foreign country. And uh, the climate over there and climate over here are, are very different. So from there, uh, slowly we develop, like we add on passion fruit, we add on mulberries, you know, uh, we are not. We 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 add on um, uh, finger lime, which are caviar lime native to Australia. So so it's it's about um, it's about time uh, acclimatizing the plants and uh, uh, start to propagate it and uh, uh, expanding it. You know, in commercial uh, size And how long does it usually take? Like months, years? Oh, it takes years. It takes years. It takes years, like cyclations, like um, um, uh, we like like this year we'll be commercializing uh, uh, Prisales, uh, which are Cape Gooseberry. It's one of the superfruits um, um, in the world. Uh, it takes us three years to acclimatize them, learning what nutrients to feed them, um, how to plant them, how to train them for higher yield. You know, uh, to control the pests and 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 the, and the temperatures and so on. So, uh, it takes some times actually. You know, to because we are growing something which nobody are growing in Malaysia. So you you have nothing to learn. Whatever you can read is actually uh, from other country, which are the climates are different. So we we do our own trials. You know, are there more risk involved in growing superfruits compared to fruits? Uh, well, we can't deny that everybody's are uh, eating local fruits. Right, but um, Malaysia, we still import all the superfruits. Yeah. So um, automatically, when you are importing it, uh, definitely there's a market for it, right? If not, people will not imp- uh, import it into our country. So from there, we analyze it. Then we start to try to grow it. Um, well, um, the risk factor is there, but um, what we are growing actually is um, a non-seasonal fruits which uh, actually we harvest daily because of our climates. So um, we don't have winter, we don't have anything, you know, so uh, we can harvest uh, the whole year round. So so the risk factor is there where you're introducing a new crop. But once you have um, understand them, you have mastered them, I think um, the risk will be lesser for that. And what are the, some of the challenges uh, when growing um, this fruits that you say um, there's no precedent? You cannot see how other are other people growing the same kind of fruits in Malaysia and you have to learn it by yourself or even Googling it and seeing other countries uh, where they are growing the same fruits but with different weathers. What are some of the challenges? Well, um, the challenges is that, um, of course, um, once we choose the fruits, we, we want to commercialize it, you know. Uh, um, well, um, we read, uh, I read a lot of journals, we publish, you know. You learn about the plants, you know. Of course, you Google it, you know, you look at YouTube, how other people plant and everything. But um, the challenging part is that um, what we are doing, the cha- the what we are doing actually is different. Because let's say, for instance, right, um, we we want to um, we want to um, commercialize um, Cape Gooseberry. Well, um, there's none, there's nothing to refer in Malaysia. You know, even the even the even the Ministry of Agriculture, they don't know how to grow it. There's no referral and all. So challenging is that you need to have patience, right? Um, you grow it, 
you see it every day, just like how you see your children. You know, they grow, understand them, you know, with this heat, with this one, you know, the whole year, the circulation of different climates, you know, and um, now the challenge, the most challenging part is the climate change, uh, you know, so, so uh, climate change uh, very drastically, you know, so, so those are the biggest challenge when you want to introduce a new crop. Uh. And who are your buyers? Are they um, consumers like myself um, on Shopee or you source your superfoods mostly to big giant markets like, for example, uh, Jaya Grocer? Um, well, we um, we grow um, well. Our 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 harvest is actually like uh, we supply to um, all our regulars. You know, uh, people who know us, people who have visited us in our farm. You know, because uh, they like the the whole idea of traceability, where you know where your fruits are grown, right? Locally grown, and um, uh, we do supply to a uh, 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 Jaya grocer. Okay, uh, all the local figs are from us in Jaya grocer. And uh, we are available also uh, all our fruits in, in Kira, Kira-A, which uh, have two outlets. One is Bukit Tengku, one is uh, Damansara Heights. And uh, well, we are available online like GrabFood, Food Pandas and so on. So, so that there is a few channels uh, of the fresh we are, we are going in. Uh, what are your thoughts on imported versus local products slash Seeing that you are a local grower, and then yeah, what do you okay. Think? My thoughts is like, um, well, of course, um, uh, before COVID and after COVID, are uh, totally different. You know, Malaysians are supporting locals. Yeah, that's so good. Mm. And um, we supply through um, a lot of uh, beverage chains, restaurants. We um, are using our locally grown lemon without uh, without uh, wax pesticides. Uh, you know so so um well no doubt about it uh, people will import fruits in imported fruits but um i think local fruits um is more fresher right um we we grow locally uh well we harvest it uh we set it up to the market instead of uh, of course um, imported fruits they come in by ship or by plane you know with um with like for instance they have to apply fungicides and wax to extend the shelf life, you know. So, so for me, I would encourage uh, the local to eat local fruits or any local uh, vegetable also, right? And uh, in, the, in the same time, um, it costs lesser, right? Yeah. So so from there, um, the, the support from uh, all the Malaysian uh, to support local uh, farmers, local food, actually will make a very vast uh, difference for um, the farming industry, actually. And let's talk a bit about the values of SV. Superfruits Valley, you guys only hire graduates. Um, this is different from traditional farms where we usually see a manual labour outsource. Why did you decide to take this route? Uh, you see, I've, I've, um, I've been analysing in, 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 in the agriculture industry, right? Um, well, people hire architects, engineers, which are graduates, you know? People hire accountants, which are um, uh, uh, graduate in accounting, you know. But where is all the graduates from agriculture? No, nobody have a thought about it, right? And uh, well, being the, the middle uh, generation of uh, a farming industry, the older generation will not hire graduates. Why is that? They don't want to pay more or? 
Um, it's not to say that they don't want to pay more. Um, well, um, um, will the old farmers listen to uh, young graduates? No. <laughs> I think it's the Asian culture where you want to respect the senior and exactly. you have more knowledge, you live longer than yeah. me, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you know. So exactly. So so I think I think it's a it's it's a it's, it's a time of uh, uh, breaking the the mindset. I've been I have hired I think almost around 50 graduates in and out, you know, getting experience um mostly on uh, agriculture graduates. Um, they in and they out. They they find a better prospect, you know. Uh, mostly, uh, I will take uh, after they graduates. So they graduates after they graduates. They have their degrees or their diploma. Then um, uh, we come to hire to think about it. That well, I think it's time for um, us to contribute where to create a, a younger uh, generation of farmer, the next generation of farmer already, right? Because the old one. Um, it's getting older and older. Okay, the younger one will be uh, more modern. Anyway, they study six, seven, eight years of agriculture. You know, so so why don't we give them a chance, right? So so that is how we end up. Um, the, the 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 well, if you come to say a lot of people say um, it's more expensive than foreign labor. But if you think about it, if you don't give the local a chance. And you think about it, you are paying uh, permits and everything. I think it should work out the same, right? <laughs> you know, right? And uh, if we keep on using, uh, uh, don't don't give the the locals uh, opportunity. How can we create a younger generation farmers? Yeah, right. And so you think that's so, very important. That is very important, actually, because um, they one day they will become a. Um, they they will take up agriculture as a business once they have the experience. Uh, what what counts is that the experience, right? You know, so uh, because farming still needs to be hands on, you know. So you have that experience, you know how to plan, you know how to how to everything to take care of the plants and everything. That is when they will start to do. Even they start small, you know. So so it is very important actually. You know, we have a lot of graduates which uh, from uh, agriculture. Uh, Switching their um, uh, their livelihood to to different because um, they're not giving them a chance. Right? Mm. And at SV, you guys actually use a, a freeze dried technology that preserves up to ninety seven percent of the fruits nutrients. Um, tell us more about this tech you are using. Um, okay, well, um, we we grow superfoods. Okay, superfoods which are highly nutritional than any other fruits. You know, and uh, we are talking about nutritional security where. Um, uh, the nutrients are uh, so packed in in that fruits, but if we start to do um, other other process dehydrating and everything, then um, it will it will deceive the purpose of you uh, growing your super fruits and uh, uh, they let the, the let the let the nutrients oxidize and everything. So so what we do is that um, we use the system called uh, freeze dry technology. It is actually developed by NASA. Okay, where how. Um, uh, they, they freeze the fruit minus 55 degrees. Then uh, what they do is that um, just take out the molecule of H2O. Okay. After they take out the molecule of H2O, it's very light. It's one, it's one time, maybe like if you are 100 kilo, the whole process will be like uh, 10 kilo. That is so light that how they send the food up to the astronauts. So, so we use all our superfoods are actually uh, being processed into free, using freeze dry technology, 
And um, from there, we make uh, 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 real fruits without, uh, uh, without uh, like for instance, um, our yogurt bites, right? Um, it is real fruits which um, uh, homegrown in Malaysia. Okay, um, we freeze dry it. Then uh, we make into yogurt bites uh, with the nutrients are retaining 97%. So we make juices, um, we make um, uh, we make lozenges, um, we make um, we make we make a lot of things, a lot of uh, end uh, buy buy end products. And actually, what are the benefits of superfoods? Because we hear that, like you said, it's packed with uh, antioxidants, fiber, vitamins, minerals. But what are actually like the result that you truly see if you consume these superfoods compared to just fruits? Okay, um, what what we what. I give you an example, right? Mm. I give you for example. Um, we, we talk about gag fruit. Yep. You know, G-A-C, gag fruit, right? So um gag is the world latest superfruits actually in the world, being categorized by World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Why we say that is that it, it has 80 times more lycopene than a tomato, 50 times more beta carotene than a carrots, and 30 times more vitamin C than an orange. Right, so if you consume hundred grams of gag fruit, it's like you are consuming equivalent of eight kilo of tomatoes from the lycopene. Like one gag fruit, like one little one hundred gram, only one hundred grams, wow. and um, uh, five kilo of carrots and three kilo of orange for the vitamin C. So, 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 so this is why they categorize it as superfood because they are jam-packed on, 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 on the nutrients. Then each nutrient has different, um, of course, benefit to our body. Like for instance, lycopene is good for skin. Uh, it helps your cardiac, um, mostly clear your um, heart arteries. You know? um, cat, uh, of course, carotene is uh, for your eyes. Uh, and uh, vitamin C is like uh, human don't produce vitamin C only like um, dogs, cats, the uh, uh, animals which are hairy, then they produce their own vitamin C. So, so this is this is how um, we we uh, one example uh, uh, why they categorize them as uh, superfruits. And how do you think superfruits value is making a difference in the state of Perlis? Well, uh, being um, well, being being a, being a being a farm. And um, growing things which people don't grow, okay. And um, in a smaller state in Malaysia, and the most northern state in Malaysia, um, well, we we see that um, actually the state government are supporting us very well. We are one. Uh, we are one of the latest uh, tourism attraction in Belize. Okay, um, we have um, uh, people visit us, you know, and um, well, we can say that um, police is a small state, but they have the largest fig farm in Malaysia, right? Police is a smaller state, um, but they have the only uh, commercial lemon farm in Malaysia, you know, and um, and um, we are located in Police, and um, we are the largest superfood farm in Southeast Asia, right? So the impact is there, and the state governments are very supportive, you know, uh, to promoting nutritional security. Uh, well, um, I think the impact um, being 
Belize, uh, we can say it's quite very good in Belize, actually. Yeah, very good. And Mr. Robin, do you have any advice for um, people who are listening to this podcast who might be interested to go into farming or even studying agriculture? Um, well, um, agriculture, no doubt about it, agriculture will not be wrong as an industry itself. Uh, people need to eat, you know, but, um, well, um, growing the right things for the for, for the right market is very important. Uh, well, um, if, 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 Traditional farmer will, 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 will farm what people say, oh, you should farm this, it's good, very high price, you know. You know, you listen to people. But um, if you're going into this uh, farming agriculture industry, um, well, you need to analyze yourself. What is the market demand, how it is and everything. And um, then only you go in, right? Rather than listening to people, you know, of course, they will tell you what is nice, what is not nice, you know, but you are doing by yourself as a business itself, right? Then for us in Superfood Valley, of course, we sell fresh, but um, our way out also is that um, we look at all our fruits as an ingredients, okay? Ingredient by means that um, we, have, we, have, uh, we have the fresh uh, uh, segmentation. We have the ingredient segmentation, for instance, like uh, we fish dry off it, we make a uh, fig ice cream, soft serve, you know? So, so those those are the ideas. I think um, the, the modern, the younger generations, uh, uh, people will be coming in rather than uh, being uh, traditionally uh, grow. You only need to sell fresh only, right? And um, well, other other country can import uh, export in, uh, their fruits as an ingredients. Uh, why not us, right? You know, so it's a different strategy now. Um, you know, it's a different strategy, and and um, for for. For this uh, post-COVID, I think um, the, the the awareness of healthy uh, in Malaysia, I think it grows way, way, I think double or triple. You know, people are more conscious on their health, you know, uh, uh, eating uh, uh, a healthy nutritional food, uh, food uh, are, are the main concern to, to boost up their immune systems, you know. So, well, I think um, there, there is a prospect, and but um, it, it will not be wrong. It will not be wrong to go into a food industry. You know, it's just like, I'm just a farmer. Today, I'm I'm podcasting with Casey, hey, right? Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like the modern farmer, you know. Uh, ah, yeah. you know. Thank you so much, really, uh, Mr. Robin, for coming in sh- uh, on the show and sharing your story. I think um, what you said today is just like, there's so much more you can do with agriculture and superfruits, not just selling the fresh produce, but with you hiring graduates as well, they will come in with new ideas like how to turn fresh figs into ice cream and not only um, people outside Malaysia can do it in Malaysia, we can do it too and to like support local and um, yeah, thank you so much really Mr. Robin Yeah, thank you so much thank you for having me You have just listened to Foodie Canteen. This show is produced by me, your host Castle Lim, and co-written by Sulin Chang. Foodie Canteen Podcast is made possible by the amazing team at Good Foodie Media. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube at Foodie Canteen for more. Follow us for brand new episodes every Friday. See you next week.